Good afternoon, everyone. Blessings upon blessings. Welcome to Tea Time Tuesdays. As always, I'm your host, T. Spence. Thank you for tuning in to IR Mix Radio for your lunchtime listening. Today, let's welcome Kimmy Robinson, a.k.a. Kimmy Kim, to the show. Thank you for joining us today on Tea Time Tuesdays, Kimmy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. I love this. <laughs> Kimmy Kim is a creator of Elation Magazine and radio. She's a domestic violence survivor, a breast cancer survivor, and also a producer of many podcasts. So thank you for joining us. I am blessed that you've come upon my show because I know you have a lot to share. This is going to be a different type of show today. A little bit of a testimonial, a little bit of love, just a little bit of well rounded everything. Tell me a little bit about where you are in this big, beautiful world we live in. Wow, that is a good question, my sister. Right now, I'm at a good place. You know, over the years, my scratch and bruises have taught me that it's okay to cry. It's okay to be real. It's okay to be transparent because people want to hear that. People don't want to see you doing all okay and you're not really doing okay on the inside. So I have come to realize that it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. So I am at, at a good place right now. I'm loving more, harder. I know how to love myself and others now. Um, I am having fun. I love to inspire women. I am in love with women. And I love inspiring women because I know um, women, when we come together, we are a powerhouse. So you are a powerhouse. Um, I just love you. You have a beautiful spirit. And once again, thank you so much for having me. This is truly an honor. Well, I am glad that you took the time to come on here. I've been looking forward to interviewing you and you have a phenomenal background and you've given back in so many different ways that, you know, I wanted to world, the world to know and I wanted other people that follow you to know and to be able to hear your story of giving back. Let me know about your upbringing in the realm of free thinking and creativity, what did that look like for you? Well, growing up, I uh, was, um, I had my mom and my dad, very strict background, um, a believer. And of course, when you're a believer, it's like a PK, so you tend to do your own thing. So I ran away <laughs> from the church a little bit, got my groove on in Atlanta. But you know what? It taught me that it's okay to have fun, but it's how you do it. So because of the upbringing that was um, brought under when I was a child, um, my hands have always been, you know, um, in a good place to inspire people, to encourage people. I have always been the type, I just love seeing people happy and doing well. Because if you can do well, I know I can do well. Because it's, it's enough um, wellness, it's enough success for everyone. And there's no reason why we need to be envied or jealous of each other, especially women. Um, it's, it's so much out there. And so that's why I can truly say my upbringing has taught me to work hard, to trust God, to treat people the way you want to be treated, and to love. Love is really the only way. Love is the answer. So love is powerful. Love is a deed. And love, you know, love is strong. I mean, love breaks down all types of barriers, like Dr. King says, love outshine hate. And 
light outside darkness. And I just love the fact that when we go through things, it's more so a challenging day than a bad day. And it's a learning experience. So you, you break out your notepad and you take notes and you encourage those who may go through the same situation. So what we go through is a, it's a test for us, but it's a testimony for others. And I can truly say I've been through some things. Um, I know. I, hey, but one thing I've taught my, I have learned to understand about myself that I don't regret anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I read in your bio and what I do know about you and your life is that you handed your life over to the Lord at the age of 12. You got saved. Yeah. Talk, to, uh, talk to us a little bit about your journey, especially at such a young age. It's so weird, right? When I was like 12, I saw like people shouting for the Lord and it felt good. And so I was like, Mom, I'm ready to, I still remember that day like it was yesterday. So I, I asked my mom, is it okay for me to give my life over to Christ? And she was like, yeah. So I went and got um, baptized. I remember like it was yesterday in a white robe and I was scared because I didn't know how to swim. So they dipped me in the water. But <laughs> I felt it's weird. It's weird because I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know what that was. So I didn't really, you know, when you're young and your mom and your parents doing the best they can. And so you don't really uh, nourish that Holy Spirit, man, until you get older. So, uh, you know, I was, you know, dipping and dapping. I was dating the church and dating the club when I got in my mid-20s. And uh, something happened to me back in 1998. I lost my auntie to to breast cancer. And then I lost my to my uncles to cancer back to back. And so, you know, what it told me that I want to see them again. And in order for me to see them again is I need to get my life back over to the Lord. And so I gave, I renewed my relationship with the Lord um, in my 1998. And it was a learning experience. It was after, um, you know, I had my son in the world. And you know how sometimes you can do so much of the same thing time after time. And it gets boredom, and you're like, is this it? And so for some reason, God was like, he was like pointing at me. He was like touching me. You need to do more. So I gave my life over to the Lord, and I went to um, Antioch Baptist Church. And I will never forget this church. They were so friendly when I walked through the door, because before that, I was trying to decide if I wanted to be a Muslim. So Mm -hmm. I didn't become that way. God snatched me out of that because he doesn't promote hate. He promotes love. And so I gave over my life back in 1998 and then I fight for the Lord. Do I make mistakes still? I sure do. But guess what? I don't I'll do the things like what I used to do and I don't look like what I've been through, but I'm not perfect. I'm like Paul. <laughs> when I try to do good, evil is right there. But hey, if you see me not doing well, don't. Gossip, just pray for me, please. <laughs> I tell people, we people that maybe fall, and don't be gossiping about them because you're doing something too. We just don't know. <laughs> absolutely, know? absolutely. Yeah. Well, tell me the difference in your spirit and in your faith and how you felt after being saved. Was it cleansing? Was it more pure? Explain that to me. 
oh my goodness, it felt like my relationship for God became more stronger because I started reading his word. I couldn't put the book down. I wanted more. So at first I couldn't understand the King James version. So I went to, girl, please, I'm, I'm not an airhead, but I did not know there were other versions I could study from the Bible. So I went and got the mm-hmm. new King James version back in 1998. And so I started studying uh, because they were taught, if you don't read from King James Version, it's not the real Bible. So that's what you hear when you're growing up. So I, you know, let that uh, fan go out of my ear, and I decided to get a Bible that had the new King James Version. So I started understanding the Bible more and more. So I began to fall in love with Jesus again back, back in 1998, and I've been on fire. I just love the Lord. And it, it, it is a more of an intimacy than... You know, it has nothing for me, nothing to do for me to go to church. I need to go to church, church, church. No, that's religious. It's deeper. It's a relationship. It's like I'm talking to him. Um, I don't need to go to church all the time to have a relationship with God. I don't need Mm -hmm. to go to church to be saved. You know, people teach you, you need to go to church. No, the church is you. Now, I do like going to the church for spiritual exercising because that's my spiritual gym, but it doesn't help me with my relationship with God. I love to hear the stories of people overcoming, but it does not save me. So that's the myth that I learned when I was going through that journey that, you know, church doesn't save you going to the church building. It's a relationship with God that saves you. So people have this tendency to tell not all the truth about, you know, a relationship with God. They tell you that you need to go to church. You do need, It's good to go to church, but it's not necessary. So and listen to some wonderful sermons on TBN, you know. And so I had to learn that myself. And everyone has their own relationship with God. I mean, my relationship with God is not going to be the same with you. So people need to stop putting God in the box. And that's why today we are losing so many young people because people put God in the box. You can't, you know, you, it's good to talk about God, but don't force it on people and tell them that they must do this, do this. That is a custom, and that's how you create confusion. Yeah, so, yeah. It was a lot of confusion going on back in those days when people tell you that, or told you you have to go to church. You don't, you don't. It's helpful, though. Very helpful. Well, I, I understand that, and I hear you. Tell us a little bit about your beautiful children that were your driving force through this all. Oh my goodness! I went through a marriage, domestic violence. Woohoo! <laughs> it took me a minute to get here, but you know it's a gift to be a, a parent. And I learned also it's not always biological, because there's so many people who are parents, but they're not biologically uh, their children. It could be your niece or your cousin. It could be like. Uh, children, um, whoever you touch and inspire. So when I see them, I just want to inspire them to do the best they can, and I try to promote, you know, them to be the best. Don't allow someone to put you in the box, and I do instill the word in them, but I'm not strict to the point where you have to do this. I teach them to be loving to others, respect people, and you know, respect seniors and things of that sort, and I ask them to read their Bible. But at the same time, I'm not going to be like that parent that we must do this, this, this. No, it's all about love. When you show love to your children and you listen to them, that's how you become 
come having a good relationship. I had a good conversation earlier with, with a person, with a friend of mine. And sometimes when we were growing up, we could not talk back to our parents. But then, although we could not talk back to them, some of those um, conversations that some people uh, weren't able to express with their parents, those feelings were left within. And that's how some of the mental illness is now happening today because we weren't allowed to express ourselves. So I want my children to be able to express themselves respectfully. And so that is one thing I can truly say that I, I'm grateful to have, that we do have a relationship. We're not friends, but I believe in allowing them to voice their opinion. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Everybody, we're here with Kimmy Robinson on IR Mix Radio. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about a big challenge of her being a breast cancer survivor. So we will be right back on Tea Time Tuesdays. Thank you very much. And we will talk to you in a minute. 